right, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Blake Benz Podcast. And it is Monday, and we're actually recording an episode with some regularity compared to uh, our last episode just a few days ago. And this one is going to be a little less of a functional podcast, meaning sometimes when I record a podcast, I have a very specific sense of advice that I'm trying to give, and uh, it's on a different business concept or a leadership concept or what have you. And so one of my past episodes was on how do you actually launch a business and what does it mean to put together your MVP? Uh, I've done episodes on a lot of practical things like that, and then I have some episodes that are much more, uh, I don't know if I would call them like feel good. They definitely aren't like immediately practical, but they are very useful for you who maybe you're a business leader or you are someone who you're looking to move forward in life, and the, the title of today's podcast is Success always comes with criticism, and I'm going to break down exactly what I mean by that, but I found that people in general get pretty apprehensive about uh, social media in general. You've heard me kind of rail against social media. Uh, it's it's not a day goes by that someone has said something on Twitter that, that now they're having to apologize for because someone was outraged by it. And it's tough, especially in the digital world that we live in, it's tough to be active digitally and not have people criticize you. Beyond that, though, as you talk about your own success and as you talk about moving forward in your own life, whether that's the new job promotion, whether that's the new leadership promotion, whether that's, you know, whatever those things are, you know, when you think about one, two, three years down the road, those things will always come with criticism. And here's, here's exactly what I, I mean by this. Two things that have come to mind. Uh, first of all, Gary, Gary V put out a story the other day that was talking about how he really had to be okay with others not being okay with him. And if you ever listen to Gary V, some people love him, some people hate him. He's a little zany. He's a little, uh, <laughs> he just has a very particular way of seeing things. And and I, I think I like him more than I dislike him. I think he's doing good for the entrepreneurial and business world in general, uh, more than he's doing harm. And, and when I say harm, I don't think he's actually misleading anyone. But he is a big proponent of this whole hustle culture. You know, you got to hustle. You got to be hustling. You got to be pushing. You got to be driving. And the only issue with that is I, and, and it's really more of just a caveat. It's not that I disagree. It's really just a caveat of as you are hustling and going and doing, I've seen more often than not business leaders who, rather than seeing the flaws and dysfunctions in their own business, their line of thinking is, oh, I just need to hustle more. I just need to work harder. And so to fix this problem, I just need to put in a 16-hour day and double my work hours or what have you, rather than realizing that there is, there's, very much a, there's very much a smarter, not harder approach that would be useful for that leader. But so he put out a story and he said basically that once he, be, he felt like he had become mildly successful, he knew that to be able to go to the next level of success, he would have to be okay with others not being okay with them. And specifically what he talked about was, he said the New York Times, Washington Post, and a couple other just uh, uh, very popular journals or news, newspapers had written these really great things about him that made him feel really good. 
but he knew that as he was going to grow in his his visibility and his success that there would be plenty of people who would dislike him and in fact if you ever if you're ever active on any kind of entrepreneurial uh, space, you'll often hear people who will say things like, oh, I hate Gary Vee, he's a scammer, yada, yada. And I'm not saying any of those things are true. It's just that uh, for every person you find that likes him, you also find people who really dislike him as well. And really, you know, not that any of us are, are you know, maybe, I don't know if we're ever going to get to the point of like, you know, Washington Post fame or New York Times fame, but but specifically, even in our own local circles, I think what's so challenging about about taking a a position or taking a stance as a leader is that you know we really we we live on a glass stage and that's that's an expression that someone said to me years ago of the best leaders live on a glass stage and what the person meant by that is a glass stage is first of all very fragile and so I mean it's made of glass obviously I mean it's something that when you think about a house of cards I mean it can tumble very easily and that's a separate point on how people who are in leadership positions, how you have to really cherish and protect that position so you don't lose your influence, right? And we can probably all think of someone in our own lives who had tremendous influence, tremendous impact, and then because of a bad decision, because of a wrong decision, they lost that influence. So it's a glass, it's a glass stage from the sense of there's a sense of, of frailty there. Beyond that, though, it's a glass stage because everyone below them can easily look and see all of their flaws. It is a a transparent floor where every person can see the flaws that are in in those leaders, right? And I've said this many a times, but when I think about my own leadership, there are people in my life who when I get mentioned, would say, oh my gosh, that's a phenomenal leader. That's someone who I really respect. There are also people in my life where when I get mentioned, they say, oh my gosh, he's a horrible leader. That guy's terrible. I can't stand that guy. That guy's a loser. I, you know, and all these different other things that someone might say. And the reason for that is because your leadership style it will naturally ping with some people and not so much with other people. But also, the way you see the world will naturally resonate with some people and it will it will not resonate with other people. In fact, uh, often when we talk about sales, for example, and we talk about the selling cycle and the way you present yourself in the sell, you know, I, I personally have a very authentic approach to selling. My whole philosophy of selling is how do, I, how do I really deeply help this person? And if I can't help them, it's, it's unethical, immoral, it's wrong for me to still sell to them if I don't know for sure I can help them. So I have a very authentic approach. For some people, that is, it's, and, and you would think that like everyone would want that, but not everyone does want that. Some people want the person who has lots of pizzazz. In fact, I talked to a woman the other day who I was talking about what I could do to help. And she was like, you know, and I, I made a joke about the people who, you know, take pictures in front of like Lamborghinis or mansions or whatever to try to make themselves seem super successful. And she goes, don't take this the wrong way, but that's actually the kind of person I'm looking to hire. <laughs> so I'm looking for those seven, eight figure earners who can help me get that house, get that car, whatever. 
Um, and if, if she's listening, then, which I doubt she would, she probably would never listen to, to me, but if you're listening, then sorry, I brought you up an example, but <laughs> which that's a totally random aside is that sometimes I tell stories of people and I have to think to myself, is this person ever going to hear this? I have no idea, but I'm also a pretty candid person. So chances are I've already said it to them into their face anyway, but getting totally off base here. The point is that some people that I sell to are not going to naturally be inclined to want to be sold by me, whereas there are other people who really value authenticity. They really value the very open approach that I take who are like, yes, I like that person. I want to go with that person. Same thing is true about your leadership, how you lead, the things that are important to you. I mean, anybody who's ever led in any aspect ever can relate to the fact that you will make a decision as a boss and some people will worship the ground you walk on and other people will think, why are you doing that? Why are you making that decision? That's not a good idea. That's, you know, why would, why would you do that, right? And if I can encourage anyone today, and that and this is really the purpose of today's podcast. It's, a, it's an encouragement podcast. It's as you go forth and make decisions for yourself, for your business, for your personal relationships, a great rule to live by is to eat the fish and spit out the bones. It's to take criticism as it comes, take what you can from it, and then move on from all the other crap that wants to pull us down, wants to screw us over, wants to mentally mess us up. In fact, I'm somebody who I'm not too, I, I don't really get too active on social media. I have a couple of times during the week that I will purposely spend some time on there just to, just to uh, so I have a newsletter and I have a podcast, and those are really the only couple of things that I do. I, I also have a, a LinkedIn um, article that I'm going to start writing once a week, and these are things just to continue to be contributing to the, the business space in some way. But so last Friday, I posted a, an article on LinkedIn, and then I reshared it to my Facebook, and I also reshared it to a couple of business groups that I'm in. And the title of this LinkedIn story was, What Does It Mean to Value an Employee? And this had kind of come out of some conversations I had had with small business owners who they were, we were talking through some ideas, but specifically they were talking about you know, well, I just don't get why they're not giving me their all because, I mean, I really value them. And as I was listening to them, I was thinking, okay, that doesn't sound like value. That sounds like micromanagement. That sounds like uh, your ego is keeping you from giving and delegating control to this person. And so I, I just on a whim, I thought, you know what, I'm going to put together a quick article on what does it really mean to value an employee. And I said some really simple stuff in it. This stuff is not rocket science. But I talked about things like, uh, first of all, if you're going to value your employees, you have to literally value them. You have to literally give them the money that they deserve. You have to pay them what they're worth. And I talked in the story about, or in this article about, I had a guy who was wanting to hire a salesperson and he said, hey, how do I find a really great salesperson, but I only have a minimum wage to pay them? And I said, it's never going to happen. You're never going to find someone who would be willing to take minimum wage if they know they're a great salesperson. It's very true, the adage in life, that you get what you pay for, right? 
So the first point I said was that leadership, or excuse me, that that to value your employees, it's going to be costly. You have to pay people what they're actually worth. I also said a couple other things. I said that giving value is selfless. It means that you share success, that you shoulder the blame. I had run into a guy who had become very successful and had talked a lot about the things that he had done. But on the same token, I knew that there were some other people who had helped him be successful and he didn't he didn't mention those people, right? He was he talked a lot about himself, which is understandable. I mean, when you taste success, it's 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 sort of the allure of success is you want to be able to say, "Yeah, I did it. I made it happen," right? Well, so uh, I talked about how uh, giving value is selfless. You have to kind of deny yourself and your own ego to lift someone else up. And I also just said that giving value just takes a lot of work. I've run into leaders in the past who've said things like, really, like I have to spend this much time recognizing my employees or, or really, I, you actually want me to go have a, a conversation every day with one of my employees? And it's like, yeah, because it takes work to have the culture that we really want to have uh, in our business. So I put this article out, I wrote it, it was very, very quick, very basic, very simple, uh, nothing that was totally rocket science. Well, going back to my point that success will always come with criticism, I received two direct messages on this story. So the first direct message I received was from a, a guy that I don't know very well, but uh, in fact, let me just let me just read if I can pull this up real quick. Uh, well, he he gave a pretty lengthy description of his thoughts on my article, uh, so I'll just I'll just paraphrase. Basically, he basically quoted a couple of lines and said, "This is the worst advice I've ever heard. This doesn't even make sense." Uh, he had some other remarks on. Actually, I'll just read you the last line. He said, <laughs> "He said, delete this." before you ruin the businesses of dozens, if not hundreds of people who unfortunately have to read this, which talk about a biting remark, right? And this guy isn't even hiding behind an alias. I mean, his name is right here. And I guess on the internet, it's just like, yeah, let's just, let's just say everything that we want to say, right? And let's be as brutal as possible. And I'm reading this and I, I respond and I said, I said, man, I, it feels like you're kind of angry, you know, in the way you're responding to me. And I normally don't respond to stuff like this. And he's like, you, you're, you bet I'm angry. He said, you're literally, you are ruining people's businesses by this awful advice. And you clearly have no idea what you're talking about. And so I just left it at that. And I'm not going to lie. It hurt a little bit, <laughs> you know, cause I, 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 um, have actually, I've been working with businesses for a while now. I've been helping businesses for a while now. And, you know, ultimately what, what drives me the most is to be able to help someone be a better leader and to help their business flourish. I don't do anything for an accolade. I'm not trying to get a massive paycheck. I, I feel like that God has placed me on this planet to genuinely help and transform people and their businesses. And so I get this DM and I'm thinking, wow, this guy is a jerk. But beyond this, I'm thinking, man, I just want to like shut off the computer and like go crawl in a hole. You know, I mean, <laughs> imagine something that you're totally passionate about and someone saying this is, you know, I think about the the old scene from um, Billy Madison, which is an old Adam Sandler movie. And, 
he puts a lot of thought and effort into this this uh, he's in like this debate and he gives all this thought and effort into a response to a question and the uh person who's leading the debate says you know no that's not the right answer and beyond just saying it's not the right answer he says you know everyone here is dumber having listened to you uh and then he goes may god have mercy on your soul uh, now if you've seen the movie you're probably thinking like you totally butchered the quote that's okay but that's kind of how I felt was like this person just like totally like rung me up like a wet towel and just like set me on fire was kind of what it felt like. And I thought, man, man, that's a bummer to feel. That's a bummer to hear, right? So I I had some thoughts in my head and I thought, well, maybe I should delete this whole thing or maybe I need to just, maybe I just won't ever post anything ever again, <laughs> which are all really silly reactions to have. But so I, I got up and I kind of walked away and Came back a couple hours later, and and I had another DM, a different message from somebody else. And this was from someone else who I didn't know very well. And this person uh, DM'd me, and he had written this long paragraph. And I'm kind of thinking, like, I can feel in my stomach sort of this apprehension of, of oh, no, what are, what are people going to, what is this person saying about me? So I read the message, and the, the response is basically, wow. I've saved this post. Uh, this is so insightful. Man, I love it. You've really given me some things to think about for my business. And he talked about some of the issues he was having with his employees. And so I went ahead and replied and said, yeah, well, I mean, you know, tell me more about that. And so we, we have this very casual conversation. There was no like, you know, hey, I'd like to sell you a contract. Or it was just like a couple of quick one, two, threes. And then the next day, I got another DM from him of him saying, hey, I tried some of the things you did and it really made a difference already. Really appreciate you, yada, yada, you get, you get the point. And I, you know, it was interesting to me because I, I found myself, I had these two very different responses and and one of them was like, yeah, I mean, I'm okay. You know, one of them, one of them brought on imposter syndrome of should I even be doing this? Do I need to quit my job and uh, just do something else? The other one confirmed things in me that I've known to be true about myself and that clients have told me about myself. And yet at the first sign of criticism, these are things that go out the window that we totally forget about. I think we as people do this stuff all the time. And I think if we're going to be successful as individuals, because think about it, what, what are the options here? Do I just never post online again? Do I just never contribute online again? That'd be nonsensical, right? But yet you have people who have that kind of reaction of, I'm just never going to do it. You know, I'm not going to pursue my dream. I'm not going to pursue my business. You know, I wanted to get this promotion and be this boss. But last year, one of my employees said I was the worst boss ever. You know, I mean, all these things that, that can go into people's minds that keep them from the greater level of influence, the greater level of impact that they could be having. Every person who's been in this game a long time, I'm talking at least five years, knows that you cannot experience great, fulfilling success without also experiencing the crushing criticism of people who disagree with you, people who flat out do not like you, which sounds so high schoolish, but that's that's also kind of the the nature of it is I just don't like this person and so everything they say I disagree with. You know, you're going to have people 
who are against what you're trying to accomplish. And my encouragement to you today is that if you are grounded in a way that what pushes you is to have a greater impact on people in a positive way, if what's pushing you is I want to make a positive difference, my encouragement is to press on to those things that you want to see happen and to ignore the haters. That should be the subtitle of today's episode because I talked uh, several episodes ago about how you know there's always going to be haters. There's going to be people who dislike you and what you stand for and what you do. And it just, it is what it is, right? So this is part two of there will always be haters, but success will always come with criticism. I'd like to think that when you put yourself out there and you put your, you, you're willing to be vulnerable. I mean, it's just like any relationship. You know, if I'm going to grow in the relationship with my spouse, if I'm going to grow in my friendships with people that I work with, I have to be vulnerable and be okay with rejection in some form. Now, some rejection is very insightful. It, it, it can inform you that, you know what, the way you see this is not accurate. It's not correct. You know, this person just, just pointed out some, some failings and things that, in, in terms of how you have gone about doing this one thing or how you see the world. And that's, that's, a, that's an entirely different um, topic of conversation. What I'm talking about is don't let public opinion or people's perceptions of you keep you from going out there and making the difference that you want to make today. Having said that, that's all I got today. I just wanted to, I was thinking about what I want to talk about today, and I just really thought, you know, this is the thing that's front of mind today. You know, if I'm going to get back to work today, I have to just put this stuff aside and keep grinding and keep getting after it. I would venture to guess that you at some point in your life have experienced the same brutal thoughts of someone else, and just like I'm telling myself, get out there, get back in the game, continue to push on and press on, and keep making a difference.